Hello, everyone, and welcome to Technogate presents Hunter Academy. Tonight, we will be running through an alpha test of my intro module to Hunter Academy missions, uh, a set of modules that I hope to start running at gaming conventions uh, pretty soon. So, the year is 2015. At some point in the past 15 years, you became imbued with the power to fight the supernaturals that prey on humanity. Sometime after that, you were found by the Hunter Academy, an organization founded by Redmond Thatcher to find, train, and coordinate hunters throughout the world. After you decided to join, you were trained at the Academy and given a choice. Either you could join the fight here or go back out into the world and become a watcher, an observer who would be on the front lines of finding and gathering information about the supernatural wherever the Academy told you to look. You chose to become a watcher and have been stationed somewhere out there ever since. Just recently, the Hunter Academy announced the sad news that its founder, Redmond Thatcher, had been killed in an encounter that currently remains classified. This news, along with a general uptick in violent supernatural activity, has led to a large number of watchers requesting a return to the Academy headquarters in order to be redeployed as field agents. The hunters who go out into the world and bring the fight to the creatures who prey on humanity. You are one of those hunters who requested to return. And to your surprise, your request was approved. Currently, you have just gotten your luggage at the baggage claim at the airport in Madison, Wisconsin. So, uh, that's all I had written. Uh, a nice older man comes up to each of you, and he says, uh, I believe you're here for the Hunter Academy. Uh, Frozen Fallout, what is your name and what do you look like? I am Tom Masters. Um, I am a um, six foot two, um, short black hair with um, like, you know, grungy jeans on and like a t-shirt, like just a white plain t-shirt that probably even has like a, a little bit of like dirt, like stains kind of on it, you know, never got bleached kind of thing. Okay, Tom Masters. Uh, Fincross, who are you and what do you look like? Uh, he's uh, six foot tall, real skinny, lanky. Um, my name is Frankie Bellamy. And uh, I guess that that's all you asked for. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. Uh, Jesse's Meowth. Who are you, and what do you look like? Uh, I am Cecilia Justice. Uh, I'm currently rocking a gray uh, pinstripe business suit uh, with designer glasses, uh, hair up in a bun. Uh, they're dreadlocks with a streak of uh, silver on a couple strands. Uh, Five foot nine, I believe. You only want the appearance correct. All right. And Jenna, who are you and what do you look like? 
Okay, so my name is Ali Stryker. Uh, both are spelled with a Y, in case anyone wants to know. Uh, you don't feel that that's her real last name. Um, and she is dressed up in uh, basically a Gretchen Fury same outfit, only she like ultra 90, 90s did. So she has like the Ray-Ban like sunglasses and um she has long brown hair and she's like pretty short she's like five four um and you see that like she's just like very influenced in fashion by the uh late 90s early 2000s kind of like she might have come out of like the night rider set or something for lack of a better term she's like in the airport in like a duster and stuff like that so she's a she's a bit odd cool all right uh so gus johnson uh will explain to you well guys i'm your handler uh any questions you have come to me uh but first we're gonna get on this shuttle bus here and we're gonna head over to the academy and uh you guys get on the shuttle bus uh it's about a half hour drive over to the uh southwest side of madison in verona where the campus of edge systems exists it is, uh, as you guys would know, uh, a data storage company that is the front for the Hunter Academy, where you guys trained at some point in the past. Uh, you guys get uh, kind of ushered into uh, a room, and you meet Dominique, the head of human resources and morale officer. So, welcome back, guys. Uh, this is just kind of an icebreaker session to get you guys uh, ready to go for your reorientation here. Uh, so I was hoping we could go around the room and let everybody else know uh, where you're originally from, uh, what kind of job you did before you became a hunter, and uh, where you've been stationed since. Uh, so we'll start with uh, Allie. Where are you originally from? Sorry, I was writing my answers down. Okay, uh, so she will, like, with her duster, when she sits down, she will do, like, a flourish with it, you know, to kind of, like, tuck it in underneath her, like a, a matador kind of cape and um she'll sit down and she'll like cross her arms and like her one leg and she'll just be like very stoic and kind of see now that she has like a plastic like a uh, weave choker necklace from like probably from claire's or something and um she'll be like hmm, what is home i've always been a wanderer you know doing important work investigating insurance claims and finding mysteries and um so and then she'll just kind of like still is wearing her sunglasses inside and um she goes but uh recently they had me in uh pittsburgh north carolina okay uh just for everybody that's playing uh if you could write that down in the notes section yeah um so as we move forward uh, through the modules, I'm thinking that uh, if you're relatively close to uh, 
Like if a module takes you relatively close to a city you're either from or you were stationed in, you'll get some bonuses for for knowing stuff about local culture and stuff. All right, uh, Cecilia, where are you originally from? Uh, and what were you before uh, you became imbued? And then uh, where were you stationed since? Okay. Uh, greetings. Uh, my name is Cecilia Justice. Uh, I'm originally from Louisiana, uh, Baton Rouge, to be more uh, clear. Uh, I was imbued during my uh, Marine training uh, when I was uh, stationed uh, I, I decided to join the Marines in order to get through uh, college. And now I work uh, as a lawyer in New York City. So you got your law degree before you were imbued? Uh, after. Okay. All right, so this is definitely one of those things where I have to write something down. So I didn't think about people going back to school after being a hunter. I had it to be difficult. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no, no, you didn't know. It's uh I'm I'm still working out the uh the 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 specifics of all of this. Uh Anyway, uh, Frankie, where were you originally from? Uh, what did you do? And where have you been stationed since? Frankie's uh, originally from Austin, Texas. Uh, he ran the, the phones for a family-owned print shop after the abuening um, and subsequent training. He eventually ended up and most recently was the assistant to the CFO of a company that exists in uh, Salt Lake City. Cool. All right. And uh, Tom Masters, uh, first make sure that you're unmuted and then let us know uh, where you lived before, what you did, and where you've been stationed since. So before uh, he... So... <clears throat> Tom's master's is like, okay, well, you want to know where these guns come from? Because he's got these big, giant arms. He, like, kisses both the, the big, huge muscles that he creates. He's like, well, these things were grown right up in Pittsville, Wisconsin. It's been it's been a great time. I've been doing a lot of, uh, been doing a lot of construction work throughout the history. And uh, I was in uh, Pittsburgh, uh, Pennsylvania, and that's where... Uh, that's where I've been stationed since then, and uh, you know, doing odds and ends, keeping my keeping my way going. But uh, hope we get some cool things to do here now. I'm all looking for adventure. All right. Well, uh, that's great. Uh, we've put you all in uh, a group. We've got about three or four other groups uh, coming back this week. Um, and here's your schedule. And she, let me just do this. Did that work? Yes, it did for me. I see schedule for orientation. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we've got four days. 
and you're going to meet with uh, everybody that's in charge of the academy. And it's going to wrap up on day four with a uh, nighttime security patrol. Well, this seems great. So uh, what what time is it? I don't have a watch on me. Wait, uh, I have it's, a phone. It's, uh, it's evening. It's evening. Uh, so uh, you guys can go to the cafeteria and get something to eat. Oh, and she hands you uh, your dormitory uh, assignments. You guys are all kind of like in a, a kind of the same area. But it's a nice dorm. It's like small we, apartments. We don't have to stay on campus, right? Uh, yeah, you kind of do. What do you mean? Like, all the time? Uh, yeah. Um, most of our watchers, at least for the few, first few months, yeah. We can uh, get you guys set up with uh, off-campus housing at some point, but you got to stay close to the academy if you're going to be a field agent. Okay. Hmm. It smiles. Uh, so to the players, is there anything specifically that you're confused about? Uh, just in case I have a huge blind spot here. I just want to, I, I'm, I'm looking at the schedule and I'm seeing obviously supernatural things there. So we are, we are already hunters. We've been hunting. Like we know about some supernatural stuff. Correct. Right. This isn't. My first. Yeah, for, okay. for the most part, uh, you guys know about werewolves, vampires, and mages. Okay. Those are the big three. Uh, and you have the additional understanding that, for the most part, werewolves and mages are not terrible. And vampires are pretty terrible. For the most part. So I don't so see don't have, like... anything on a refresher for werewolves. It's the first day, I thought. First day. Oh, there we go. Okay. So we don't have a particular creed that we were uh, put into? Oh, you get to choose that later. Oh, okay. uh, if I didn't explicitly say it, just so it's on stream, uh, this module is designed to create your character sheet and your character background. So I'm trying not to do all of it at once. Uh, so, for instance... Uh, during the welcome seminar with Jennifer Grieg, that's when we're going to be filling out most of our dots. And okay. honestly, we probably can just skip to that because um pretty sure did I take breakfast out? Yeah, I took breakfast out. Well, no, we're going to leave breakfast in because this is a test. Let's figure it out. All right. So the next morning, breakfast uh, is available in the cafeteria from 8 until 10. Uh, you guys can go out go down and do that. Um, I don't have anything specific until the end of breakfast. Uh, so if anybody wants to ask any questions or do anything specific. Do we uh, get our own separate rooms? Yes. I am not going to be cruel and make you room with other people. Good. Oh, does anybody want to try and do anything weird overnight? With their non-existent stats. Oh wait, so I can do I can try and do something weird overnight. Yeah, sure. Oh well, then I'm totally going to try and go out to one of the clubs and see what kind of security measures there are. Uh, you are stopped at the door by a security guard. What what door? I would go out my window. 
<laughs> are we underground? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you guys are in like a like a apartment style. Yeah, I'd go over my window. It's got to be a way down. Okay. Uh, I'm a tree climber, you know. How many dice do you have in uh, Dex Athletics? Zero. Go ahead and roll it. Zero. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of stuck there. Wait, because I don't have attributes, I'm not able to do anything? Yeah. Oh, well, in that case, I can't do anything. So, no, I'm not going to do anything. All right. So you guys show up at breakfast. Uh, just kind of the flavor here is, uh, and you would know this, most of the people that work on campus here are hunters. Uh, and you guys have additional insight into this. Most of the people that work in the odd jobs here on campus are people that are not capable of being watchers or capable of being in the field or capable of being uh there's kind of an academic aspect of the hunter academy so the people doing the the janitorial work the cafeteria work a lot of them have very noticeable either physical disabilities or in some cases mental disabilities uh that's just a bit of flavor there's there's not much else there um the thing that happens at the end of breakfast is the fire alarm goes off. So the first thing that I want you guys to do is fill out your attributes. And what are the rules for Hunter for the attributes? Is it uh, 753? It is 643. Yeah, 643. And the, the first dot we get is automatic, right? Yep. And then it's these numbers uh, yes. on top of that? Okay. Uh, and one of the reasons I had you guys choose uh, your profession from before is to just kind of give you a little bit of a a direction that you want to go on that. All right. I now have my physical attributes and my social attributes. Attributes. Attribute. Atreides. Oh, sorry. Making connections. Okay, I did it. Okay, uh, so just for fun and to get it out of the way, uh, first everybody roll me uh, however many dots you have in wits and then however many dots you have in decks and tell me the total number of successes. Actually, you can just add them together. Okay. You don't have You don't have abilities yet. That's the next section. I'm doing this wrong properly. Okay, hold on. What was the difficulty? Uh, just a six. You said wits and decks? Uh, just add your wits and decks and roll that number of dice. Just, just ignore my inability uh, to roll anything. So you're doing initiative in... because all you need is physical attribute and mental attribute in order to do initiative. So I got 12. Well, remember this is this is kind of an intro module, so I'm just getting people used to rolling dice. Wait, did I do it wrong? No, just yeah, right. you, we're doing initiative, so it's no, just fine. add your decks and your wits together oh. and roll a d10, right? Or oh. are we doing? No, just add the number, or it's just the number of dice. Oh, we are doing d6. Okay, so never mind. The, the, I'm I'm failing here. 
I rolled. All right, I, I rolled the five dice that I was supposed to, and yep. I got four successes. <laughs> okay. Um, the tens equal two in Hunter. Is that? Do you want to do that? That's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Okay. So you're and ones four. just cancel out one of the success of the ten, like we normally Correct. do. Okay. So, uh, four. All right, it looks like Frankie got two, and Tom got one, two, three. All right, you guys are all fine. Uh, you were able to identify the sound and leave. Uh, as you leave out the, the very close doors to the outside, uh, you see an older white gentleman in uh, what kind of looks like safety gear. Uh, and you remember who this is. This is Arlen Caster. He's kind of in charge of safety around here. And in fact, if you look at your schedule, you will see that... Uh, let me see, what day is he on? Uh, you're going to be seeing him on day two for your safety refresher. Uh, and as stragglers start to come out, especially some of the cafeteria workers, uh, he seems to have a very uh, stern look on his face. And he starts to go talk to some of the stragglers. Uh, but now it is time for your meeting with Jennifer Grieg, who you will know is the person who took over the Hunter Academy after the death of Redmond Thatcher. So is that just a fire drill, just wondering? Yeah, it was a fire drill. Okay. All right. So Jennifer Grieg is a middle-aged white woman. Uh, she shows up about 20 minutes late. Uh, so there's a room number on your schedule that isn't in the game. Uh, and you're there with about, uh, it's about 16 people total, including the four of you. Uh, she gets there 20 minutes late. She has a large coffee cup and a bulging laptop bag. And she opens up a binder and goes through some pages before explaining the situation. That you guys are the first group of watchers to return to the academy. Uh, and you were chosen for a variety of reasons, including you're all single. Uh, you all have no family or are estranged, and you all wanted to return. Uh, and in addition to that, wherever you were currently stationed before you came back is still well covered by the watchers in the area. Uh, but now she gets serious and says, there's actually something we've been keeping from the watchers at large out there, and this is your classified briefing. There is a, a pact with the other supernaturals in Madison. It is called the Gahara Pact. And it is 15 years old. Just recently, most of the hunters here have learned about it. But I'm telling you right now. The hunters have allied with the werewolves, the vampires, and the mages in Madison. Specifically, there is a large supernatural power source that is located at the capital. The other three supernatural groups have been keeping it hidden, along with wraiths, which we don't honestly know a lot about now, but uh, apparently something happened to them, and we were approached 15 years ago, uh, Redmond was, to shield that power source so that we can use it 
for our own gain. Now, I know this is shocking because allying with other supernatural groups, despite the fact that you know that we do to a certain extent, uh, this is this is a lot more. So, does anybody have any thoughts on that or any questions? We're still killing those things, though, if they're bad, right? We kill supernaturals that threaten the safety of humans, yes. I mean, all vampires are threatening the safety of humans, right? That is a very complicated discussion that uh, you can have with... HR. With Lily Radich on day three. Cecilia looks around at all the other people in the room to gauge their reaction to that news. Uh, there's there's a, a definite, like, um, a little bit of surprise. Yeah. I, I, um, I don't really say anything. Um, Allie doesn't really say anything. Again, she's still wearing her, uh, full jacket and sunglasses in there um oh there's all sorts of characters in yeah there. uh but she uh um she like is kind of like listening to this gahara pack thing and like you can kind of if um cecilia is looking she's kind of like trying not to smile because in her mind she's just like mortal combat tournament mortal combat tournament and when they're like not Mortal Kombat tournament. She's kind of like for a split second visibly sad about that because that's one of her favorite movies. Um, the old ones, not the one that just came out. And uh she is um she's just like stoic, ready to go, um, kind of mad that she didn't get to finish her like the most sugary cereal possible that they had at breakfast and her orange soda. So like, yeah. So, um, but Hey, fun stuff. That's how she's reacting to this. Awesome. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Tom masters, the construction worker. Well, I think it's crazy, but, I'll listen. I'll hear you all out. I'm just saying, I've never met a good vampire. Just take those fuckers, and then chop their head off. Well, you might get a chance to meet one. Shotgun to the face also works really well. Not to the body, to the face. Always to the face. And uh, Frankie, any thoughts? A couple. Like, what's the nature? Who does what part? What's the extent of the threat that they're hiding it from? These are things oh. will come, you know. They'll, I feel like they'll come through in time. Uh, oh, is there is it a change recently, and that's why suddenly we're needing to help? Uh, what was that change? Stuff like that. Oh, so as you might remember, uh, Redmond Thatcher was imbued uh, with the same powers that we have. Uh, much earlier, uh, but the the vast majority, ninety nine percent of the hunters that currently exist, were imbued after nineteen ninety nine. Whatever event caused that also wiped out whatever existed in what we currently understand to be called the Dark Umbra or some sort of 
Shadowlands. Um, now, you guys have uh, taken the courses, so you know what a node is, and it's very similar to what the werewolves refer to as a cairn. There is something based somewhere in the vicinity of the capital here in Madison, Wisconsin, that is being referred to by the local mages as a super node. The basic idea is if we do not shield this energy from the rest of the world and prevent them from knowing that it exists, uh, Madison will be inundated with people trying to grasp that power. Uh, so the the four factions of the Gahara Pact have gotten together and shielded that knowledge. So the mages shield it from the world at large. The vampires shield it from uh, other vampires. And the werewolves shield it from what we refer to as the Umbra, and, which you guys know about too. Um, but none of them had the power to shield it from the underworld, which apparently Redmond Thatcher figured out at the time. So he was the one kind of coordinating that. Oh, and I am now. My name is uh, Jennifer Grieg. I'm in charge now. I'm trying to remember my own lore here. Most of this is going to be written out in paragraphs in the actual module. Anyway, but now that we understand that, I am now going to drop on you the other thing. The world is getting more dangerous out there due to an entity known as the Nameless. It is currently engaging in a plan to possibly destroy all of existence. Your role in this conflict will be to help the Hunter Academy in whatever way is needed. If you cannot do that, you will be given the option to return to the field as a Watcher. Of course, you could choose to leave as well, but you've all read the reports of what happens to the imbued who do not benefit from the Academy's resources. Does everybody agree? That sounds like a threat. Yeah, um, like one of the stories of what happened to him. <laughs> Got me intrigued now. Um, you know, that I'm supposed to know. You saw the people in the cafeteria? Well, they go crazy, right? They're, that's like, the thing is that they, like, most hunters, one of the, like, end result is, is that they usually just go completely nuts, right? Yeah. I, I, I struggle with how to put that into the the module itself to explain to players of Hunter that the way this is supposed to go is you get imbued and you fight supernaturals until you go too crazy to fight supernaturals. I mean, that's literally like the show Supernaturals. (laughs) Well, yeah, but those two guys are really down to earth and, you know, level headed. So they do meet a lot of, they meet a lot of crazy hunters, I suppose. That's a whole separate arc bit that we'll have later. Um, for as much as I know about Mage, I know uh, the reverse of Hunter. And so if we're just talking about our characters, Allie is just uh, ready to uh, chew bubblegum and kick some ass. She doesn't have bubblegum, but she also appreciates that the Nameless has a like badass name kind of thing. Like She feels it's a worthy opponent. So she's, she's ready to go. She's very proud of her green belt in karate. 
So she's like, she can do this. Awesome. All right. Uh, so now is the part where we do all of our abilities. So this is going to be 11, 7, 4. And while you guys fill that out, I am just going to be AFK for about three minutes here. Um, did anybody else close their sheet and like now when they click on it, it's like a very faint white box? Now I'm terrified to close it and <laughs> test it out. Uh, try double clicking on on the box because I did when I went to edit, it did the same. Thing uh, it yes, double click. Apparently, it was minimized in the least uh, user friendly <laughs> fashion possible. Thank yeah. you. It like minimized into the background <laughs> to the next realm. Yes. Um. What did Moto say that the numbers were? Seven. Uh, it's on that that sheet. Uh, Eleven, seven, and four. Okay. Yeah. Debating on where to put that eleven versus the seven. I don't know how useful I'm actually going to be. I mean, we're. We're we're fresh out the box. No one's very helpful right now. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I will note that I have been running. So I've got five-ish modules mostly written, and I've run my normal weekly group through them. And uh, one of my friend's characters is nearly useless. And uh, another person made a character that I had to immediately disqualify. What? Oh, uh, you cannot put five dots in resources. Okay. That's a rule that I have to tell you. Okay. Uh, that would have been great for my character, though. She's a lawyer. She's got, like, money. Well, five dots is, like, millionaire. Uh, yes, and also... Yes, Oh, if I didn't say it out loud before, this is a covert paramilitary uh, situation here. Um, can I ask? I mean, I I know what the words empathy and intuition mean as words, but what do they mean game game wise? Uh, what I would say is. Uh, empathy is the ability to uh, understand other people's emotions. Okay. And intuition is pretty close to that. So that's uh... does it matter which one? Or are you going to nitpick later? I don't think intuition would be that. Wouldn't be lie detection, right? I mean, uh, lie detection is subterfuge, isn't it? No, subterfuge yeah. is the ability lie. to lie, not the ability to detect lies, which is why. We... Yeah, but in D and D fifth edition, in the world it's created, uh, everything is also it's counter positive. Um, I mean, I could see that in other games. It's just, and in this game, there's no martial arts, so would that be um brawl? for uh yes okay 
Yeah, Brawl is just hand-to-hand fighting. Okay. And it's all hand-to-hand fighting. I don't need to count on stream. Excuse me, I will mute. All right, is anybody not done choosing dots? Going over my dots. Yeah, uh, hold on. I have... And remember, we've got uh, freebie points later. Yeah, I have a 13.5 for it to see what I want to bump over. What is the uh, what's the numbers again? Sorry, I know what I want. I just was looking. Eleven seven four. Eleven seven four. I am all set. Oh, you get twenty one freebie points. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one does have dodge. It does. Uh, oh, I am also in the process of trying to figure out any edits to um the character sheets and also how experience works versus uh, how you purchase the powers, which we will be getting to. I promise. Are we allowed? What are, what is the high, high stop we could go up in something in this? Uh, let's keep it at three for now. Okay. Uh, and then you can use your freebie points and then, so just to telegraph, maybe I should have done one of these first. Uh, once you go to your recertifications, um, so for ex- let's see, so for example, the firearms certification, uh, you will be getting two dots in firearms. Okay. And if you already have dots in firearms, I'm gonna let you put them somewhere else. Sweet. Take that off then. Well, I definitely would have. Okay, so, and then three is the last one. Uh, four. Eleven, four. seven, four. Eleven, seven, four. Okay, I'm I'm done. All right. All right. So I am done as well. Same. All right. Uh, so we just fast forward to the next day. I think it's the next day, right? I gotta look at the schedule. I wrote the schedule. No, it's a, an hour later. Uh, <laughs> you guys find yourself in uh, a classroom, and uh, as you are entering the room, there's um, a, a group of people that you recognize as trainees. You guys were once trainees at some point in the past. Uh, they have a specific uh, kind of jumpsuit that they wear. And uh, as you come in, you see Natalia Romanenko, the uh, Russian teacher of werewolf lore, etc. And she invites you to sit down. She says, well, welcome back to the Academy. I assume you guys are all here for uh, recertification or the refresher for werewolf. Uh she goes over your uh, your most recent uh, werewolf packet that you guys had to do out in the field because, of course, it's uh, of course now it's probably online. Twenty fifteen, yeah, it's probably online. Uh, she checks all your scores, uh, but she wants to know from you guys what are your personal experiences with werewolves, and it might be, uh, did you at some point have a an encounter with a werewolf? Did you just encounter one as a watcher 
and you only saw it from uh, far away. But uh, if not required, but if anybody wants to come up with a story for a werewolf they encountered, you may do so now. I got one. So, uh, you know, oh, yes, was... Tom. Yes. Yeah, so so I was watching um a uh a group of thugs that uh seem to be uh you know quite uh phenomenally strong and seem to be you know they they were uh you know I thought that they might be supernatural but actually they're just badass kids and then they got into a fight with this big ass fucking furry black thing though that just ripped them apart, killed them all in like 10 seconds. It was ridiculous. The thing that moved faster than I could see. And, uh, and it, 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 like, it was just, it was horrible. Ah, so you encountered a black spiral dancer in Kronos form, it sounds like. Yeah, it was terrifying. Now, can we all remember why we can remember that? Uh, another guy raise, uh, raises his hand. And she's like, yes, because uh, we don't forget the things that the sleepers do uh, because of our second sight. It's like, very good. Oh, that's uh, the reason why the guy went on. All the other people that saw that went nuts. That was, didn't talk about it. Yes. Forgot about now, that. can anybody remember what that uh, response in Sleepers is called? The duh. The dreaming? Close. Delirium? The delirium, that's correct. Oh, I should be doing a Russian accent. I shouldn't um, should be using this opportunity. Um, anyway, so you guys, uh, does anybody else want to come up with a story for an encounter with a werewolf? I mean, do you want me to? Uh, yes. So, okay. <laughs> this is just to, like, give you guys some, some interesting backstory to play off, uh, in the future. Okay, so, um, I'll raise my hand and, like, again, completely, like, no motion, and... She'll describe how she was um she was also watching and um she was stationed in like literally the middle of nowhere in these woods in Madison before she was in Pittsburgh Pittsburgh and um she saw a werewolf run through the woods and she followed it and when it finally got to this clearing in this huge mansion in the middle of nowhere um it turned back into this lady who like um, was greeted by a butler outside their house, and she was like bitching about her stock prices. She said it was. And you said this of... was near Madison. Yeah. You sure that wasn't a gangrel? Uh, no, actually, out out of character, it was a werewolf that I played in Frozen's game. It was a rich woman. So. Oh yeah. I shit you not. That is the character who walks into the fucking room right now. <laughs> That is what I have written into the module. An old, an older uh, white woman walks in uh, and very quietly sits down in the corner as you guys, as literally as you are finishing that story. Uh, actually, 
let's take the opportunity to uh, roll something here. Perception. There's no memory uh, thing. You roll intuition. Uh, it's a nine. like awareness. Like sometimes that's yeah, kind of, that can kind of I be got, like. Yeah. yeah, roll me perception awareness. Okay. Um, two and four. Okay. Did it roll? We're all supposed to do it? Uh, it was just for Jenna. Oh, just for Jenna. Never mind. Sorry. Oh, That's just for. Oh, it didn't roll. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I'm like, oh, God. I'm just. Oh, that's better though. Okay. Um, no, you. Uh, you rolled uh, earlier. You rolled sixty ten. The. Oh. Or am I wrong? No, you got like five. Okay. There's just oh. stuff from Frankie and Tom, and I was like confused <laughs> in the line. You rolled, okay. and then they rolled. Because I, I think I think I muted the whoop thing, and I'm. I'm doing this all on one screen and I keep minimizing my character sheet and making it hard to get back into, so I apologize. Yeah. Uh anyway, as as you are telling this story, the woman from your story walks into the room. Yeah, so I go, Oh, there she is, right there. How's uh, your stock? She just... looks confused. Yeah. And uh, the the woman in charge of the whole session, uh, Natalia, says, uh, shit, that's... You weren't supposed to know that beforehand. Everybody, activate your second sight. And... <laughs> I uh, assume it's the... Natalia, now! Wayne's World sound effect? Uh, actually, everybody can come up with their own version of how they activate their second sight. But in terms of your character sheet, let's all scroll down, 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 down to conviction, because conviction is like the Gnosis of Hunter. And everybody go ahead and put three conviction. Actually, let me see. I'm on I'm actually on Allie's character sheet right now. OK, yeah. So this is the whichever one you click. It uh, fills up the previous ones. A starting conviction. Uh, yeah, so you're all at three right now. And we're going to get into how conviction works, but it mm -hmm. is a pain in the ass. So we're all at three right now. Uh, so I would like everybody to spend one. So bring it down to two. Okay. And all of a sudden that very nice looking uh, or kindly looking older woman that came oh. in just moments ago who you just outed as a werewolf slams the door shut and <clears throat> turns into Kronos form werewolf uh, everybody go ahead and roll a willpower oh and uh, yeah just roll your willpower where it is uh, you can spend um, freebie points to buy more willpower later I have um I have four, so it's a ten. I don't have it set up to count it as two. Yeah, as long as everybody got at least one, uh, which you did. 
Uh, you guys are fine. Uh, there is a Kronos Forum werewolf standing in front of you. Uh, just kind of being real nonchalant as a Kronos werewolf can be. Just kind of looking around. Um, and moments later, somebody else that was in the class goes fucking nuts. Uh, and that would be an intelligence occult. It's Phaedra already. <laughs> it's not gonna lie. I, like, legit bought one, one dot in occult. Uh, but this is a... I got one success with my intelligence. I'll be smart. Oh, man. I do not have a cult. Three. Also three. Just intelligence is fine. Okay. Two successes. All right. Uh, If you got a success, uh, you know that that guy who went crazy Probably isn't a hunter. It's probably not imbued. And as you look around, uh, Natalia Romanenko, the hunter who has been in charge of this session, uh, gets out her cell phone, calls a number, says, Hey, we've got a Code 7 in here. Yeah, the werewolf room. Yep. Uh, I raised my hand. A, a hunter? I think, uh, I think uh, Allie just points at him now and just goes infiltrator like she is i did not buy etiquette or any social skills so fyi for natalia kind of waves you down and she's like oh that's yeah no that's why this is in the first day everybody (laughs) um yeah there are enemies out there and sometimes they send people in so we just do the werewolf thing to them and oh everybody this is this is natalia uh no no he will not and that's the point okay every fiber of b is like you broke several laws (laughs) but the hunter in you says fuck the law cool i sit down all right uh so i hadn't thought of this before, but everybody in your uh, other traits down at the bottom, let's go ahead and put Hunter Lore. And you get two dots in that. And then because we just went through the Werewolf section, you get Werewolf war Lore. One dot. But it's Werewolf Lore, not Guru Lore, right? Correct. We don't call them Guru here. They're werewolves. Oh, and it's uh, two dots of Hunter Lore. Oh. So I'm realizing now that uh, I hadn't thought of Hunter Lore before. How long does uh, Second Sight last? Uh, In the book, it just says for a scene. Okay. Uh, So it lasted for the, the session? Of, or the refresher, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to be pretty liberal with it. Uh, because uh, conviction is kind of skimpy. But it's it, supposed to be in the, the natural 
or the original intention of the hunter game is supposed to be it is a it's kind of a resource management thing okay so uh could we see that she was a werewolf before she changed when we turned our sight on uh when you turned your sight on you would have been able to tell that she was not a normal human but that is it and then what did the site do when she changed into Kranos that like did it help us or uh that... well so the way that I'm going to put this is because you're hunters you are immune to the delirium that means that when you see a werewolf turn into Kranos form or any form for that matter you remember it and you don't go crazy. You still need to make a willpower roll to like not kind of freak out. But that's pretty much oh, okay. It. Okay. Um the thing about Hunter, and I'm kind of playing around with this still, is if you haven't spent a conviction to activate your second sight, you're basically just a regular human. But I'm gonna say if a werewolf turns into Krinos form in front of you it triggers your second sight and basically forces you to spend a conviction. And with our second sight, um, we would be able to notice that she was a werewolf even if she wasn't in Krynos form, right? Uh, you would have been able to notice that she was not a normal human. There are very specific rules in Hunter that basically say second sight doesn't give you insight. It just says not normal human. Oh, well, that's why I probably killed a lot of innocent people. <laughs> yeah, we've got a very long file on you, Tom Masters. So you must have been out there in the wild a long time before the Hunter Academy got to you. Yeah, I would say that he probably uh, got picked up by the, the Academy um, and and then redeployed. And, uh, I mean, he hasn't been killing lately. He's still, he's a watcher now. But, uh, but he wants to go back to camp. Yeah, well, yeah. He's done that, and he murdered a lot of stupid, <laughs> evil things. So you've been, a, you've been a watcher for, like, three months. <laughs> fucking serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, congratulations, everybody. Uh, you have completed the werewolf refresher course. You know the word Krinos. And that's it. Anyway. And, de and delirium. We know delirium. And now. delirium. Krinos and delirium. You got the two big ones. And that they can um, change at will. I didn't know that. I just wanted I just beat them over the head when they don't turn into a werewolf usually. Sorry if I uh ruined the dramatic tension you were trying to. No, that was absolutely perfect. Because <laughs> like I wrote this module years ago. And Let's... Talia Wilford is fucking in that paragraph. And you were, you were like, I saw a rich old lady turn into a, into a werewolf or back from one. Yeah, I had her Fuck. be a, a real estate her. and a zero waste uh, management mogul. So she is like, they're using Big Pen. She's going to flip out. I'm just telling you that. She's just going to assess the whole operation for her zero waste consulting firm. So Sorry, that's how I played her. But, uh... That's so weird. 
I'm not sure how much of an access you had to all the werewolf backstories, but I can't disagree with you. <laughs> Despite the fact that I wrote them. Uh, anyway, we're going to fast forward to the next day because uh, the next big thing that you guys are going to choose is your hunter powers. So we're going to fast forward to the obelisk. So uh, you guys arrive outside a building that is roughly 40 feet by 60 feet made of cinder block. There are no windows, only a single locked metal door on each wall. Uh, the building is officially known as Building 10, but was commonly known as the Boom House due to the fact that hunters can activate their edges using the obelisk inside. Uh, it was always big news on campus when one of the advanced hunters activated a new edge, especially one of the violent ones, hence the Boom House. Uh, you were greeted outside the house by the man with the safety vest, Arlen Caster, and he ushers you inside. Uh, we would normally get you outfitted with uh, your armor right now, but I'm going to skip that because I want to take a quick break. But while we're doing that, you guys get to look at the hunter powers, which are called edges, which is why it's called edge systems. Because it's fun. Yes. Oh, I get it. It's all coming all right. together we're, now. So, normally, when you start a hunter character in this game, you get three dots in one of the virtues. We're not going to be taking a break for a second here because it takes a while to explain this. Okay, each hunter power is rated one through five. Uh, generally, when you are imbued, you exhibit one of the level one powers. And it's generally going to be the virtue that is most strong with you. Uh, one of the more... Uh, the big ones are uh, in the mercy virtue. There are three different sub sections, which are called creeds. It's innocence, mercy, uh, martyrdom, and redemption. Uh, so we're on page 147. The book. Yeah, every every time I have to explain this, it is just a pain in the ass. Uh, so, like for uh, for instance, the level one mercy innocence power. So this would be the innocence creed. Uh, the level one power is called hide, and you get to roll your wits plus mercy. Uh, and then, in general, supernaturals can't see you. Basically, like D and D invisibility. Uh, the one that I love the most is, let me find. The thing I love the most Deal. is the total virtue points required, level five, <laughs> not available. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. Uh, so in the zeal virtue, there are three different creeds there. Going through uh, defense, judgment. And vengeance, and in the vengeance creed, the level one power is called cleave, and that allows you, in my version, to do aggravated damage to supernaturals uh, with melee weapons only. Got to keep that. 
Yeah, it's one thing that's uh, to note about Hunter is that Hunter only believes in lethal and bashing damage. They do not believe in aggravated damage in the base yeah. Hunter game. doesn't say it. There's nothing about aggravated damage in Hunter. Yeah, Hunter is supposed to be brutal, and I dislike that, so I changed it. Uh, but anyway, so normally you get three... Uh, points and virtues uh, because you guys are already trained at the academy I'm going to say you have five so you have to distribute that into your mercy vision and zeal scores and then you can buy powers uh, up to those scores so uh, we have to but, pick a creed first before we uh, or do you think that this only will limit will uh, influence what creeds we can join, so. Yeah, I want you guys to look at the powers and kind of figure out what creed you want from that. Um, so the main thing is whichever creed you have, uh, which is either... I'm sorry, the way they designed this is freaking stupid. Okay, so there's seven creeds. Three exist in the Mercy, three exist in the Zeal. Actually, look up on the White Wolf uh, wiki about this um and then one envision except they actually came out with source books for the other two envision they're just not supposed to be available so and in fact they are not we're looking up creeds is that what it is yeah. if okay. we're looking at the book i do not have a link for the book so i have no oh, idea it was in the chat it was in the chat earlier in the uh chat of the Roll twenty in the roll twenty chat. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it should be at the top. Um, but so so I can do something like four in zeal and one in vision, right? Correct. And then when you buy a power, uh, so let's say you put all five into zeal, you can buy the level one zeal power, and that costs one, so you put one in spend. The level two zeal power costs two. Uh, so if you bought both of those, it would be three in spent. Uh, I do allow skipping powers. So, for instance, if you want to buy a level one power and then a level three power, that's fine. Uh, Are there multiple right now, level have... one powers? Uh, yeah, so each creed has, has oh, yeah. okay. a level one power. You think this is complicated... Wait till but we the, figure out how to actually use conviction. But the then game. there's powers. So I'm looking, and so there's like, there's the mercy, vision, zeal, and I, I'm sorry, I truly have been trying to pay attention. Um, and then there's yeah, no, this is going to take forever. It's three. Uh, that's why I fast forwarded. Three. Um. Categories under that, right? Yeah. And. So so there's actually nine creeds, three in each of the virtues. Okay. Okay. So the virtues is the mercy, vision, and zeal. Yeah. The okay. main mechanic of that is a lot of the powers reference your mercy score, your vision score, and your zeal score as a dice pool. Okay. So that's the, that's the main thing there. So... um. So, like, for instance, the cleave power, which is 
why some of the lower level powers actually work really well. Um, the system for cleave is roll dexterity plus brawl or melee to attack as normal. Uh, I'm trying to find the part where it's adding the thing. And now I'm realizing maybe it doesn't. Oh, there it is. When conviction is invested in cleave, the extra dice are added to a single attack dice pool. Any subsequent successes are added to the damage dice pool. Okay, so that's how you... Uh, we'll get to risking conviction later. Oh, boy. Okay, uh, I can't access my character sheet now. Uh, I am this person in the Zoom meeting. I apologize. Um, I uh, try it again. I had it open on my computer, so I don't know if maybe that was effing with it. Okay. Otherwise, I would say just reload the roll 20 page. Okay. I'm going to do the letter. All right, so I have Cleave, Ward, and Trail. Okay, there we go. Which I believe that that would make me a Vengeance Creed, right? Because I have the most amount in Vengeance. Uh, yeah, so you would be what's known as an Avenger. The Creed is Avenger. Like, uh, like that movie? 2015? Yeah. Um, I want to be a judge, so how do I do that? Because that has, like, a lot of stuff that I think is appropriate to Make sure her. that the highest power you have is a judge power. Uh, yeah, so it's, um, so judge is in the zeal. Virtual. So our scores, like mercy, vision, and zeal are five? You get to, um, uh, to no, spend they, up to five points. Yeah, they add to five. Okay, so I need to make sure I have a high zeal score, but I can look at other ones and see if there's stuff that I like in there too. Right, you just need yeah. to make sure that the highest power you have is is, is a judge's uh, zeal power. So yeah. If you get all fact, level one powers, and it's not a problem, or if you... Uh, like what Why I did don't... is I had trail of two, which is a level two power. That's you know, so my level two power is the only one that I have is a zeal level two uh, Avenger power. So yeah, and uh, why don't we take a break while we do this? Because it's probably going to take us a while to read through a lot of these powers and all that stuff. And I I'm done. Take a break. So <laughs> okay, then Frozen well, can I'm help. Gonna help us uh i'm gonna take a uh just under 10 minutes uh but if you guys want to stay on stream that's good with me i'll be listening and for the podcast version we can always cut out any major long silence so cut out. okay um i know this for sure i'm not digging anything in the vision creeds like i don't want to be a foreseer i don't want to astral project i think it's too complicated for me right now um i basically want to be sailor moon meets samurai how do i do that i think the most is zeal right i think yeah zeal is gonna be a good one um 
and if, I would, what I would suggest is um, there's a couple different things that you can do with zeal, um, but one of them is, like, cleave is a really, that's, like, highly suggested for everybody to take a level of cleave because it just lets you make aggravated weapons basically in in our system um i i am useless in melee like 100 percent useless in melee uh so i might focus on a different a different one and then there's... i'm gonna have uh, oh yeah i have one in melee weapons, so it's only but i melee. have a... yeah i have martial arts but defense is really awesome with like level one of is ward which basically you roll stamina plus zeal difficulty six oh, when you activate this power the number of sexes successes achieved must exceed the stamina roll for each monster to approach your character so this the the monsters all have to roll stamina and equal or beat i believe your stamina um yeah exceed yeah be exceeded in a stamina roll so they have to beat the number of successes that you roll the distance that the creature is held at bay is one yard in radius for each point of zeal for your character so it makes it so that they can't do physical combat toward their uh melee or brawling combat towards you it would be huge if you get charged down by a black spiral or some shit although they have a crazy high stamina so and then uh you have like faster healing rate at level two. And so that's the defenders. Um, judgment is pretty. So definitely the one that you're going to want to get is probably level one and level two of judgment, just to be so that that's your creed, um, which is discern. Um, this power typically uses one or two circumstances when the character tries to identify a supernatural creature when she tries to see a dark or otherwise is blinded. So you can just see in the dark or be blind and still be able to see, basically, or try and discern if uh, somebody's super, or what their supernatural actually is. Oh, what's that one? Because she wears sunglasses all the time. What's that? Oh, yeah, What's discern. Where's that? Um, so that is page 160, and it is a um, zeal defend or judgment power. So that'll give you, and the second level of that is burden. Um, so if you if you you don't ha uh, have to take the second level, but uh, you can, and that would be your character glares at a creature. Um, the storyteller's discretion whether multiple part targets standing close enough to each other can be captured by one look. Roll stamina plus zeal. The difficulty for an individual creature is stamina plus three. One roll is always made to immobilize a group. Use the highest stamina for the group. If the roll fails, none of the creatures are affected. Each success you get, the enemy is stuck for one turn. If your character takes their eyes off the target during that time, the spell is broken. The edge does not work on human beings and not even vic uh, victims of paranormal creatures. However, people who have been changed into somewhat supernatural entities given powers or unnatural gifts can be targeted normally. This person possesses possessed by spirit can be liberated. Uh, while burdened, your character can keep his eyes on it. He can attack it or otherwise interact with it, but attacking anything else frees the being. He can attack it. So you can attack the person, even though 
They're paralyzed. Uh, and that's because I'm looking at the wiki. I'm sorry. And what what was that one called again? Uh, burden. Okay. What it? What is everybody else taking? Because I, I can go a couple different ways. But I don't want us to kind of all be like the same thing. I guess. Well, I'm uh, taking definitely cleave, ward, trail, and hide. So cleave allows me to make a melee weapon aggravated damage ward allows me to do that like keep the way away from me trail allows me to like touch a um supernatural creature and i can follow it with this like sm like smoke trail that only i can see um, okay and then so, it allows me you know hide from supernaturals um because i like i'm an insurance claims investigator i'm also like an awkwardly confident like um pop culture person so um i just put concept she considers herself human of mystery um so like she kind of wants to be this like sailor moon ninja kind of thing but i was thinking like if we can only get up to like we can only do like a level one and a level two right uh you could do a level one and a level four technically the way that he so, has okay. everything all set so, up. If you put all five points in zeal, you could do level one and a level four. Level five, you'd have to probably um, okay. talk to him. So, about, but those are usually restricted. But I would I say a level, level one three and a probably, level four. Or you get like mm -hmm. a level two and a level three. What, um, Celia, what are you doing? What are you doing? Pierce. Uh, basically, okay. I can discern lies. Okay. Uh, and, hmm. I don't know what I want to do for my level one. I'm looking. Maybe ward? I was looking at that one, too. Well, you can keep that one, because, like, I... Uh, what, what do I want to do? I feel like I need discern. I think that's what helped me with my job, kind of. The hyper-alertness, and I also have a very high investigate skill, so I think it's, like... um. And I want to wear glasses to look cool. So I think I need discern. Like 100%. So I'm just going to write that down. How do you know if it costs conviction to use? Is it uh, it'll be in the system section. Okay. It uh, will be in Generally there. the level 1 and 2 powers don't require you to spend conviction to activate. But most of the four level the level four powers do okay i'm not i'm not going any anything that high all right i think i have okay. mine completed also um keep in mind that mm -hmm. when you were imbued mm -hmm. uh you you generally when you were imbued ex uh instinctually activated a level one power uh, so I haven't asked you guys yet what your uh, imbuing was. Um, I think I got that written in somewhere in the module. Uh, but but keep that in mind. Like which which power did you instinctually activate when you were imbued? Mine's gonna be discern. I like I, I have Lord. a I have like a whole story. Mine right was now. bluster. Or actually, right. no. It would be. It would be. It would have to be the one that you 
you your creed, right? So it'd have to be a specific one if you want a specific mm. creed. Have we got to creed yet? Mine would be cleave. Kind of, based upon the powers that you're picking. I'm not putting a lot of emphasis on creed. Yet. Are we supposed to only have one? Uh, yeah, generally... Not one power, but That's... one creed. You can steal, for, you can use the other creed's powers. Yes, you can. Because I have a uh, whole bunch and... of level ones right now. Yeah, and then in general, whatever, whatever creed you're part of, that whatever virtue it's subsequently part of, your score in that virtue is supposed to be the highest one at all times. Although, I gotta say, if if you decide at some point to change creeds, I'm not going to have a huge problem with that. Kind of like multi-classing. So we All just right, pick... I'm sure it'll come more clear as we move on. Or... Do we have to like pick one? Like, like we can have one in each thing. So, so okay, sorry. So if I pick zeal because I really like discern, but like maybe I like something else in Avenger. That's multi-classing, or is multi-classing picking stuff from like mercy or something? Yeah, multi-classing would be, go be going into other virtues. Okay. Well, no, because because zeal in is three different creeds. You're supposed to choose one creed. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. Okay, don't, I just want to know how how jumpy jumpy can we be? Like, I think I only really like. Zeal. I like the three in there kind of thing. I grabbed Bluster, which is from the Mercy section. Uh, but the one that I'm probably going to be leaning the most heavy on is Pierce, which is... Uh, uh, was it Zeal? No, it's not. Yeah, it's in Zeal. So, I don't know. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm leaning uh, more towards uh, judgment than mercy. I put uh, one into vision and four into mercy, and I have three mercy powers and one vision power. I mean, I can change my back, my like two sentence backstory slightly because I am like uh, having PTSD from Frozen's game and being attacked by Werewolf Claw, and really liking the protect power oh shit where is that is that in the book i'm looking at i'm looking at the wiki books? i'm sorry i didn't bother looking at the book uh i, so I cannot over take that it. real quick i cannot um, take it i cannot take it if you don't want me to uh you can take it we'll just have to find uh the the system for it because in general i'm i'm mostly looking at the the main source book for the powers, but they published uh, a creed book for each of the creeds, and each of the creed books have five more powers. So that's fun. Is that one of them? Uh, yeah, I'm guessing that's uh, which which power is it again? Uh, in the wiki, it is defender level four. It's near champion. Oh yeah. So in the main book is just champion. 
and then in the in the defender book that'll be in there yeah let me just go grab it so frozen are you still there yep i'm here okay so here's my question can i have defender and judge stuff or should i just stick to one you can have defender and judge stuff yep Okay. Yep, like I have, I have Cleave is from the Avengers and Ward is from the Defender. Okay. Trail so... is my Avenger and Hyde I have from the. Um... And you can also go into other things, you know, if I like, I have one point in, in Vision so that I can have um, Hyde. Or no, is that Mercy actually? I think I have that Mercy. Yeah, I'm going to say at this point, it's your. Your creed is more of a role-playing thing. That's the when it's three, or is that the nine? No, that's that's like Defender Avenger, Avenger Judgment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll get this. I'll get this. It's a lot of words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Hunter is like trying to learn a completely new D&D. Yeah. Because these are basically spells. And there's actually a lot of them. Oh, I'm working on a uh, a document that has all of them uh, to be put out on the Storyteller's Vault. Yay! I have to learn InDesign. It's going to be fun. I got a friend who knows it if you need stuff, so it's fine. I'll figure or need it out help. eventually. Or need help. I might take you up on that. Uh, anyway, uh, does everybody have at least a few powers? I picked two that I like. Yes. I might add another one later when I'm spending my points. I have powers. Okay. Uh, now, so I read you that thing about uh, the obelisk earlier. So right now you are in a room with uh, it's basically shaped like the Washington Monument, the exact thing you would expect when somebody says an obelisk. It's about uh, eight feet tall, and it's made of some sort of shiny black onyx-type material. Uh, and Arlen Caster says, okay, go ahead and use your powers on this. So now is the time where we learn how to use Hunter powers. So who would like to go first? I guess I will uh, pull out my uh, knife and like jab into the the uh, obelisk activating cleave. So cleave is the zeal vengeance level one power. So let's go ahead and read the system real quick. Roll dexterity plus brawl or melee to attack as normal. An existing weapon that's empowered inflicts an additional plus two damage. All damage is also aggravated. I'm changing that from lethal. No matter what is normally appropriate uh, to the item used. A spontaneously manifested weapon... Oh. Uh, in the non-system part of cleave, uh, when you use cleave, you can spontaneously manifest a glowing weapon. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, I'm going to manifest a sledgehammer. Like, wham! Okay. That way it even it looks even cooler. 
Okay. Uh, so go ahead and roll dexterity plus melee because you're using a sledgehammer. I rolled a. Wait, that's correct. No, wait. Why do I only have? No, I should have four dice. Why do it? Never mind. I don't know how to scroll down. So yes, three successes. There we go. Okay. Uh, so it does strength plus two. So I believe that is one success to hit. And then you add the two. Uh, so it's strength plus two plus successes minus one. So what is your strength? My strength is four. Okay, so six plus uh, two from your successes. All right, so that would be uh, eight. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think so. Eight. Oof. Oh, wow. Um, I see zero successes in the end. Uh, well, that's appropriate because, uh, as you already know, because you trained here previously, uh, the obelisk cannot be destroyed or even damaged whatsoever. So you activate cleave and you smash into it. Uh, the the oh you uh you manifested a sledgehammer right? Yes. Okay. It actually kind of whiffs through it, and then there's just a bong, and uh, you can't even see any kind of like mechanism that does this, but just the word cleave just shows up for a minute on the obelisk. Just goes bong. The word cleave. Cleave. All right. Good job, Tom. Uh, all right. Who wants to go next? Hey, Tom. You should try to hit that again, and I'm going to try to interrupt you. Will that work? Uh, Arlen Caster goes. Uh, no, but no, we'll try it, it anyway. Yeah, try it. Try it. Okay. Uh, so, so Tom, go ahead and try and hit it again. And then um, Frankie, you are, uh, I assume you're trying to use bluster. Yeah. So I'm going to yell, uh, wait as he, as right as he's going to swing. Um, that's wits and mercy. Um, so Tom got one success to hit. And I had and... five to halt the attack. Okay. Now, let me go back here. I'm pretty sure it says written in the thing, though, that it doesn't work on hunters. And it has to be an attack on another person. I assume the obelisk counts oh. as a person for the purposes of... Yeah, the, the obelisk takes care of that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't say anything. Undervigils undertake. Can protect your hunter or another person from being run down with a car. Driver is clearless. Oh, this is a defense. Um, so this is something I would use to stop like him attacking me more like regularly. Yeah, so this is used as a reaction. Yeah, because it's it's part of the defense mechanism, defense maneuvers. It's a fourth version of that. Dodge. So I I couldn't use bluster and dodge in the same turn. Uh yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Look, what I'm yeah, yeah. Have to head to 192. 
but it's a good, um, it's a good uh, ability if someone else other than you are being attacked, you could stop that attack. Yeah, that's kind of the way I, I view I view it being used. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so one thing that's interesting about bluster is that it does not cost any conviction. Uh, so when I actually ran a combat at Gen Con one year, I inadvertently gave like four out of the ten characters bluster, <laughs> and when you, when there's no cost to using it, they literally just stand in the background, and any time a bad guy tries to hit any hunter. All four of them go, stop! <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm a scrawny dude. I expect to stand at the back and be like, no, wait! Hold up! <laughs> yeah. So yep. I'm actually not finding anything in the wording of Bluster that says you can't use it on other hunters, but in general, your powers do not work on regular humans or other hunters. So I'm going to say it doesn't work. But, uh, the uh, the obelisk does go bong cleave, bong bluster. So it did register that you tried to do it. Okay. All right. I'm gonna hide in my shame. Are you going to activate the hide power? Yeah. Uh, bong hide. Everybody can still see you okay. because it doesn't oh, yeah. work on anybody <laughs> in this room. <laughs> oh, I feel like it. Feel like it's uh. Venture Brothers with like the twelve foot tall alien that came to like, uh, in like view Earth, and he just kept going ignore me. Do you just like shout ignore me all the time? The obelisk just snitched on you trying to hide. <laughs> ignore me. I just sorry, my humor is quite strange. So continue. Once it goes bong hide, I immediately just stand back up and like try to like you know how a cat when he falls they just play it off cool. I just casually like <laughs> take a couple of steps away. <laughs> trying to think if if everybody had their second sight on, would they be able to uh, tell that you were trying to hide? I mean, I the obelisk so. just just blurted that out. <laughs> Granted, I don't think we would have known he was the one who activated. Well, he crouched uh, yeah, when he did it. He like crouched down and then just stood back up. Like, oh, oh yeah. That's the thing here. about hide is like you don't actually have to hide. Well, it just feels better though if you do. You uh, know, yeah, you, get, you know that uh, the '90s, like I'm sneaking through a building run where you kind of half crouch down, solid that's, snake uh, style. Yes, yeah. That's uh, so that that's I ha- I don't have to do that to hide, but I feel better if I do. Yeah. So at the end of the hide power, standing, talking lowly, and walking slowly do not attract unwanted atten- attention. So theoretically, you could walk through a room full of vampires if you had the hide uh, power activated. Although they do get a uh, perception alertness roll to detect your presence. Yeah. Yeah. So. All but, right. Uh, Allie and Cecilia Justice. Uh, so I'm guessing any ability that is triggered, the the thing will probably know that you've triggered it. Uh, so yes, uh, just in case, I take off my uh jacket, uh, in case I vomit, because uh, I'm going to activate Pierce. Um, should I describe what that is, or are you going to describe it? 
You go ahead and describe it while I find it in the book. I will do that. All right, I found it. Do you want me okay. to do it? Yeah. I'll just read the whole damn thing. A character with this edge is a human lie detector. When she hears a falsehood, she typically experiences a distinct and very unpleasant sensation. Feeling is different for each hunter. Some perceive it as a foul smell, etc., and so on. Uh, Pierce operates for a full scene at the cost of one conviction. When a lie is told in your character's presence, the storyteller rolls dice equal to your character's perception plus zeal, difficulty six. If the power is successful and the statement is a lie, falsehood is detected. Holy shit, this is going to be difficult to deal with. No matter how skilled the liar. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> Can't have characters lying. My paladin. Okay. Uh, I didn't hide there. Right. I'm not sure where that came from. So, uh, Cecilia, go ahead and spend a conviction. So, just bring your conviction down to one. Oh, wait, it's a new day. So everybody's conviction got back up to three because you generate up to three by sleeping. Does so it kind of like willpower? Do you start with a minimum of three? Uh, yes. Well, no. So um, you, you generate a new one every day, but it maxes out at three with sleep. Does that make sense? So, like, if you go below three, you can get up to three again if you sleep. Uh, yeah, but it's only one per day. Yeah. How do you get more? Oh, we're getting there. That's the next part. Okay, what happens if you run out? Uh, Is that also... really, really depressed? Okay. All right, all right. Uh, uh, moving on, let's see these powers. Okay, uh, so... You have, we're just, uh, you spent a conviction to activate Pierce. So the obelisk goes, bong, Pierce. Uh, Arlen Caster, the guy that's kind of uh, the dude running you through this exercise, looks at it and says, I'm the Queen of England. He seems annoyed. Uh, let's see. So, it's totally interesting. You did it that on purpose. All right, what is your zeal score and your perception score? I am looking at this right now. I can see that four and two. And log roll. Uh, it's not, dang it, maybe 10. Uh, you can, like, the second he says, I am the Queen of England, you just get this, like, whiff of smoke in your in your nose. Uh, and you know he is lying. Okay. Obviously a lie. <laughs> Thank you for your cooperation, though. It's like, Pierce, really? It's going to be so hard. It's good for work. To deal with. As I... Shake it, shake off my nausea, and put my my suit back on. What the hell is this? Visions of the past? Is there a visions of the past part of this? What are you talking about? In the second part of the system, it says to gain visions of the past, the judgments touch the being concerned. Where's this? Oh, 
For, your character develops a specialized form of post-cognition, the ability to share a subject's memories of the past. What the hell? Why is that in the lie-detecting power? What? Speci specifically, if your character touches a person who has had an encounter with a supernatural being, she has a vision of that person's most recent encounter. If your character touches a supernatural creature, she receives the visions of the creature's past, either looking back on its encounters with a certain object, person, or place, or casting back to a specific short period of time. Out of here. I just like the lie detection part. I did not know great. that was part of it. That's fun. Okay. Um, we're going to skip that one for now. And I am going to uh, reevaluate my uh, allowance of using that power at all. Um, let's go to Allie and uh, have her uh, activate have, the power. I have no booms. I have all passive powers. No, that's fine. The The obelisk knows. Pierce was a, an, a passive power. Okay. Mine are all reactions, too. What one do like... you think you're going to use the most? Let's test it out. Um... I guess, like, every day, like, if there's no supernatural around, then just discern. Okay, let's see here. Is it hysterical? It isn't, is it? Oh my god, I cannot be blinded even if their eyes are closed, torn out, or in utter darkness. I like that line. Yeah, discern is a pain in my ass. <laughs> oh no, Mike, I can pick something else. Roboto, I can pick oh, no, something no. else. Oh no, no, it is definitely something you should have i i it's just... purposely stayed away from the like astral projection <laughs> um all the future for seeing stuff i was like as a gm i do not want an oracle in my group so i just, i was just trying to be cool i'm, a, I'm on discern, the path for that yeah discern is absolutely a power you guys should have um all right so for the system of discern, the power is typically used under one of two circumstances, when your character tries to identify a supernatural creature, or when she tries to see in the dark, or when otherwise blind. In either case, roll perception plus zeal, usually against a difficulty of six. So go ahead and roll your perception plus zeal. It looks like uh, your zeal score is five, and your perception is four. Holy shit. Boom! I made one thing really good. <laughs> so... All right. The effects of discern last for 10 minutes for each success. Uh, so I believe that's what just happened. Nine. Wait a minute. No, I just pressed. Oh, button. you're still rolling. I was like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> I went to the dice roller. Did it work? Uh, yeah. Um, nine dice. Nine Did I get like probably two successes on nine dice knowing me? All right. No, one, two, three, three. Three. Okay, so for the next 30 minutes, um, discern exposes the features that identify those creatures. That which does not breathe might be the walking dead. A brutish person with rapid breathing might be a shape changer. A newly dead spirit has now obvious death marks. A bloodsucker's pawn could have abnormally bulging veins and pallid skin. Uh, assuming a judge knows what kind of creature such details apply to, she can coordinate with an appropriate attack or defense. All right. So the obelisk goes, bong, discern. Uh, trying to come up with uh, an appropriate 
supernatural creature that might be around. Didn't have one in mind. So, uh, let's have the werewolf lady walk. Yeah. <laughs> the werewolf lady walk past again. I think uh, I already no. know that one without a superpower, though. Yeah. Uh, Jesse's Meowth, you ran Vampire for uh, Gen Con. What uh, vampire might be around that could appear at this moment? Uh, who is allied with the Hunter Academy? What was Tim- Timothy's uh, character's name? The kid, is it? It's the kid. You know it's the kid. God damn, I hate that guy. <laughs> I did too. I loved hate that hated him. <laughs> but you know he had his hands in it because he needed the research. Okay, yes. Um all right, so once the obelisk says discern, uh Arlen Caster looks at it and he's like, Okay. Gets on his walkie. He's like, Yeah, you can come in. Yeah, they did discern. Yeah, just cut. Yeah, just come in. Okay. Um, I just learned that a few seconds later. Sounded uh, a bit judgy from my power choice. (laughs) He wasn't expecting it. Discern one. Yeah. So, go ahead. Um. So a kid walks in, and to do. Yeah. There's no. Uh. There's no roll after that. Uh. So a kid walks in, and you can tell that he is extremely old and is a vampire. So we're going to go with that. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, that child does not breathe and or emit heat. Clearly, he does not need medical attention. So is he, he is a supernatural that we need to be concerned about. So she will state it that way. Okay, thank you for adding those details because I, <laughs> uh, my brain is all over the place because Hunter yeah. Powers. Oh, man, that whole explanation that you were, yeah. I, I, yeah, that. no thousand times harder than spheres thousand times harder than spheres so yeah it's a complicated way to categorize D spells and they put it into this game and i'm trying to make it better i just need some time uh anyway so now we get to learn about uh wagering conviction points so let's go back to tom masters are you there, a, Tom? We have a mini game yep. in this game. You are going to demonstrate to us how to wager conviction on a cleave roll. Oh, do I get that to my attack then? Uh, oh, shit. Never mind. Uh, you can spend conviction to add extra dice to a single attack dice pool. That's it. So you can't can't wager conviction. That, that sucks. Um, but I do have um, yeah, what do you have? The one that uh, keeps things away from me. So if the obelisk moves, um, I can stop it from moving towards me. Uh, which Ward. one is that? Ward. All right. So ward. Whether through sheer determination, monster's fear, or some invisible barrier, defender can keep supernatural creatures at bay. Wait, so you keep them away, not close. Right, keep them away from me. Okay. Uh, They cannot approach her unless she allows it, 
where their will is stronger than hers. A character using ward sees and feels a crackling energy radiate from her body. Creatures making contact with her aura spark a static charge. No damage is done, but monsters' limits of approach are de demarcated. Uh, so you roll stamina plus zeal. Difficulty six. So we'll start with that. Um, but then, so let's just say you have three conviction. You can wager conviction on that roll. Oh, shoot. That's right. So I get to wager conviction. So I'm going to wager two points of conviction. And I'll okay. get two more dice then, right? Correct. Now, I have to, because we're actually doing it now, I have to look it up. Because I can't remember if failure or only botching is a thing. Uh, but go ahead and roll. All right. So uh, what's the difficulty? I believe difficulty is based on the... No, is it just, just six? Two. Just six. So just six. one, two, three, four, five. Five successes. And then I believe they need to make a stamina roll difficulty of six. And for every success that they get, they have to exceed the number of successes that I rolled. Uh, well, the obelisk goes bong, ward. Oh, yeah, we don't actually get the Z or the conviction for doing it to uh, the 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 thing though, right? So we're we're gambling, but we're not actually going to get stuff out of it. Is that correct? I'm trying to find the <laughs> the thing about how to gain conviction. It's through gambling, doing what we're doing right now. Pretty sure. Yeah. Well, this. Well, it's it's the same. Uh, <laughs> problem with every effing gaming book ever it's rolled out or it's it's laid out wrong and in the the index is total crap small. yeah yeah like conviction 132 okay let me go to the age nope it's not there wagering conviction wagering's not in there it's in the rules section i know that um what's another word for wagering Gamble. There's gambling. Oh shit! I think that's it. Nope, that's not in the index either. Um. Okay. So isn't it just in conviction okay. section? Once per scene. Uh, it's on page one seventy one of the book. So I don't know what that's in the the PDF, but it should be close. Uh, once per scene. Uh, and we're not doing that. Yeah. Here we go. I see it. However many times you want to do it. You may risk any or all of your character's conviction points, thus adding a number of dice to a dice pool equal to the number of conviction points you wager. The limitation here is that conviction is spent to increase dice pools when hunter edges are used. Conviction cannot be used like willpower to gain an automatic success, nor does it add an extra dice to mundane actions such as jumping, researching, driving, or shooting. Conviction can be used to increase edge dice pools only. What? For a more detailed explanation, see page 132. Shit. Classic, uh, classic turn to, like, 20 pages further into the book. Actually, it's 20 pages, like, 30 pages back. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll, uh, just reference a prose paragraph about yeah. what you just read. Consequences of 
Gaining virtues and edges. You gain three virtue points. No, oh, never mind. Virtues. That's not what I'm... Spending on each virtue. Multiple virtues. Uh, um, I hate to break the concentration. How long are we staying on this? Yeah, we do have five minute warning coming up. I figured we'd uh, finish at 10 tonight and then continue next week. Most of tonight is figuring out the the hunter powers and how to use conviction. Nice. As we are learning right now. As we are learning. <clears throat> that being said, maybe we should just start next time. I see risking a... conviction on page 137. So maybe that's got, it's talking about that. Yeah, did they get the wrong page yep. number on that? Yep. It's... There it is. Oh, risking. Wait, let me check the... No, and it says successful gambles is one of the... Yeah. Like... Mission points can be gambled to achieve increased success yeah. uh, when using edges. Okay. So risking conviction is in the index. Ooh, risking. Not, not wagering or gambling, which they use interchangeably elsewhere. Uh, but anyway, I think maybe we'll just start with that next time. I think that's good. Yeah, it sounds good. Awesome. Well, hope you guys enjoyed your first of many introductions to the Hunter Academy. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to uh, get out there and murder supernaturals. I just want to murder. Murder, murder, murder. I gotta say the uh, I feel I have a better grasp on the edge system now. Yeah, it's not a great system, but it uh, it's there. Uh, it, it's one of those. I feel like if you knew it inside and out, it would really work well. Like you know, you know how to build a character for edges. You know, I, I, I can see it. It's just very. Yeah, it's there. Um, it's yeah, complicated. It feels like Thacko. Yes. Like yeah. early Dungeons and Dragons, where it was way too complicated, but also it needed to be at the time. <laughs> All right, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and uh, close out the stream okay. here. Right. Good night, everybody. Peeps. Bye. Bye.